Welcome to Noble Bereans. I'm your host, Steve Sanders. Last week, we started looking at this interesting topic on whether Christians are better than everyone else. And I think Scripture's clear that there's no human worthy of God's goodness and that all we really have, the, the good things in our life, are only because of Him. However, that doesn't stop people from sometimes thinking that they're better than everyone else, often acting as if they're better than everyone else. Today, we're going to read a lot of scripture, and it's all coming from the net version of the Bible. We're going to start today with Luke 18, beginning in verse 9. Jesus also told this parable to some who were confident that they were righteous and looked down on everyone else. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed about himself like this. God, I thank you that I am not like other people, extortionists, unrighteous people, people, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of everything I get. The tax collector, however, stood far off and would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, be merciful to me, sinner that I am. I tell you that this man went down to his home justified rather than the Pharisee. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. Now, Jesus is cutting right to the heart of the matter with this statement here, exposing this condescending Pharisee and showing that the the only accurate way to look at ourself in God's presence is with the understanding that we're not worthy of God. Now, this isn't the only place that Jesus uses the words, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. In fact, if we go back just a a few chapters, four chapters in Luke to Luke 14 and beginning in verse 8, we're going to see this same statement. When you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor because a person more distinguished than you may have been invited by your host. So the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this man your place. Then, ashamed, you will begin to move to the least important place. When you were invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, because a person more distinguished than you may have, may have been invited by your host. So the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this man your place. Then, ashamed, you will begin to move to the least important place. But when you are invited, go and take the least important place so that when your host approaches, he will say to you, friend, move up here to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who share the meal with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The message of placing ourselves last didn't stop with Jesus either. In Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 3, which I'll read in a moment, we see Paul admonishing us to be humble and treat others as more important than ourselves. There it states, Instead of being motivated by selfish ambition or vanity, each of you should, in humility, be moved to treat one another as more important than yourself. And then we can also step back to the book of Proverbs, the book of wisdom from the Old Testament that even touches on this in Proverbs 11, verse 2. When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. I think that it's clear that humbleness is appropriate and pride is distasteful in the Lord's eyes, and it's been that way since the beginning. But what are we supposed to do? First, 
I think we should begin by ensuring we are maintaining a humble composure. And by this, I don't mean a feigned humbleness. There may be other ways to accomplish this, but the best way, I think, is to remind ourselves of God's greatness by spending time in his presence through prayer and reading our Bibles. Confession of our, of, of our sins in our prayers will also help us to see our lack of worthiness, and then it will remind us of his provision for us through his son, Jesus. But what do you do if you see someone else acting in arrogance? Well, first, I think we should use that as a, a prompt for ourselves, a prompt to reflect on our own sins. You can read Matthew 7, 5 to see about that. And then second, we should pray for them. First John five sixteen speaks of that. And third, we have an option to approach them with love and to correct them. And you can see that in Galatians 6, 1. I can't emphasize the first point enough, though. We need to spend time reflecting on our own sins and eradicating that from our lives. Now, I want to conclude today with a quote from C.S. Lewis that I think is applicable here. All the worst pleasures are purely spiritual. The pleasure of putting other people in the wrong, of bossing and patronizing and spoiling sport and backbiting, the pleasures of power, of hatred, a cold, self-righteous prig who regularly goes to church may be far nearer to hell than a prostitute. Wow, what a powerful, powerful quote. If you like what you're hearing here, do me a favor and let me know by writing the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. This is the way that others find the podcast. It helps others to, to know what's out there. Also, share it with those people that you care about. If you haven't joined in on our Facebook page, you can find a link in the show notes. And then finally, join us again for our next episode. Until then, love like him, live for him, and reflect his light into the world.